Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. Devil the Detail Podcast. I'm Rob Paxton, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devil Germany show this week. As over with Paul White, side right, Paul. Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How is the winter wonderland of uh, Manchester and Salford treating you? Yeah, it's cold, Rob. Isn't it? It's cold, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't seem to feel the benefit in my job. You get you sort somebody out, and then you just go back out into the cold again, so you don't get warm till you get home at night time. But no, it's been it's been okay. It's just I've just been thinking this week. I mean, it's been quite a mild. Mild sort of winter, really. I think we've not had any snow or anything. And the week of the season comes when it's like all kicking off, and then all the bad weather just dumps on the country, doesn't it? So, uh, with a bit of luck, the, the games will be okay. I mean, I think most clubs have got under soil eating and things like that, and they so with a bit of luck, it doesn't decimate the fixtures and, uh, and it clears up by the weekend, mate. Yeah, the players have been enjoying it. Seen Jackson Hastings and Joey Lusick and Jansen Tuzik in the budgie smugglers in the snow. Uh, don't fancy that myself. It's a bit too cold for that. Plus, I don't have the body for it. I don't think. No, no, I don't fancy wearing a pair of budgie smugglers. To be honest with me, but uh, no, I saw that and he, he did. It looks a bit cold that for me. I mean, I, I was cold out in it today. I had me my boots on and my fleece and God knows what else and my gloves and all sorts. I'm still cold, so no, I wouldn't have fancied that in a pair of the kicks. Yeah, yeah, the brave, braver than me, that's for sure. Uh, we've got loads going on and on this week's show. We've got all the news. Uh, coming out of Salford Devils this week, got the review of the game against uh, Wigan. Uh, we've got Paul's amateur report, and then we're going to preview the game against Huddersfield. So, shall we uh, kick it off now, Paul? Sound, mate. Sounds good to me. Cool. So, what will they will start off with the uh, the friendly against Wigan two weeks ago. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils, final pre-season friendly of 2019. They faced Wigan Warriors at the AJ Bell Stadium, stadium and went down two defeat, 28 points to 18, uh, Paul. To be fair, our final friendly isn't all about winning. It's about getting fit. And I think the players you know, will benefit from that run out. Yeah, well, it was a big step up from, from the Swinton game. And, uh, you know, the only sort of thing that sort of hampered us a bit was the, was the injury to Ed Chamberlain. He's going to be out for a number of weeks now and that's that's a bit a bit of a blow for us. But other than that, you know, the uh, the test against Wigan will, will stand the, the, the lads in good stead, won't it, for the game against Huddersfield. You know, Wigan fielded quite a strong side, especially in the, the opening 40 minutes of the game. And All right, they took a few of them off in the second half. But I think Ian Watson would have been buoyed by the performance because, you know, he's only five tries to four and obviously goal kicking let us down a bit there and I've, I've heard a few people saying on the, on the internet and you know various social media platforms about our goal kicking it's become a bit of an issue but and it was mentioned at the um, at the, the, the launch day on, on Saturday that I went to and somebody asked, asked Paul Hyten a question about the goal kicking and um, for me I think it's that stadium I think it gets that windy there I think it's um, it's difficult to kick goals isn't it and I know Joey Lussick took a kick against um, 
against Wigan. And I think it hit both posts and then the, the crossbar before dropping down. I've never seen that happen before. But but no, I thought it was a good a good test for us. And uh, like I said, the only thing was was Ed Chamberlain getting injured. But we've got to uh, put that aside now and, and look forward to take that into the, the game against Huddersfield. Because you look, Huddersfield have had a have had a decent pre-season. I think they played three or four friendly games and won one and, and, and lost a couple. So, uh, so yeah, the, the friendly games don't really mean anything. They're just for getting the players' uh, fitness levels up and trying things out. And Ian Watson did try a few things out in that game. Did he shifting nine levels around, playing them up half back, and, uh, and and looking at his options? So, so yeah, I think I think what I was 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 pleased at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, tries from Ken Seal, Joey Lusick, Jake Bibby, and Darren Olfers, Paul. And I kind of agree with you that. You know they didn't want to show too much. I don't think. I think it was just all about getting a run out, which is what they, which what happened. And you know it's all about building fitness and going through the moves and going through the motions, ready for the big kickoff against Huddersfield in uh, on Friday. Yeah, I think so. Sometimes I think it's a bit like perhaps it's a bit like boxing, isn't it? You know, a boxer will, 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 will do sparring, won't you? Sparring's a bit like a friendly. Isn't it? You're not going full flat out. Are you? You're not putting your hundred percent, and you're not really going in there to smash your opponent, eh? you're just sort of testing the waters, aren't you? And I think it's a bit like that when obviously when it comes to fight night, you throw everything in and fight night for us is, is match day, isn't it, for uh, the Huddersfield game. So uh, so yeah, I don't think there's that, that intensity there for, for, a, for a warm-up game. Is there? Um, obviously, you want to win the game, don't you? You want the professional players want to win every week, don't they? But that intensity will be there on, on Friday night for the season kickoff against Huddersfield. I'm sure it will be. I think you'll see a different mentality and Looking forward to it, it should, should be a cracking game. But like you say, I think the pre-season's gone well from what Ian and, and the coaching staff have said. You know, the players look fitter than ever. You've only got to look at the likes of Greg Burt, we've mentioned before, uh, Gil Dudson, people like that. They look in the shape of their lives. Daniel Murray, they've all lost weight and, and trimmed down and they're looking in top shape. So uh, I think that, I think the lads are, are more than ready for the season to start. Yeah, here's Daniel Murray. Like you said, Paul, here's Daniel Murray. Telling us all about the game against Wigan and his uh, preparation for the 2019 season. Right, just been joined by Daniel Murray. Tough hit out today against your hometown club, Wigan. Your first uh, performance of the yeah. year as well. You, how did you feel it went? A big step up in the intensity today, on it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was a tough ask to be chucked in in deep end, but I relish it. I, I couldn't wait to get back out there because it's against Wigan and you want to impress and you, you, it's alright playing the Swintons but you need to be tested against the Wiggins and yeah it was a great first test for me and I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come from it. How's your pre-season gone because you're looking in good shape you know, it's, yeah. it's, been a, it's been a tough one. Oh, yeah, on every every pre-season's tough but there's been a big focus on speed and endurance and getting being quick and I've bought into it a lot more this year and my shape and my body size has like benefited from that. I'm going to say, you do look a bit, I'm not saying you were big last season, yeah, but you yeah. look trimmer yeah, than you yeah, were last I've, season. I've lost you, some, yeah. yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Is that Ian's going to be mentality going forward this season, yeah, being more being, mobile yeah. in the pack? And speed, I've, I've probably lost about three, three or four K. And uh, yeah, I feel a lot better for it and I feel a lot fitter for it, so I, I can take that. So you're you not allowed to eat as much now then? You're losing that, or do you just eat the same, or just the training different? Oh, it's the secrets, it's the secrets. Ah, right, well you're not going to give any no, of away no, to me. you can't give them away. So you're looking forward to the Huddersfield game now, that's yeah, yeah. coming round soon now. How does, Two weeks. how does it go next week now, what do you guys do next week, is it? We're just, just back to business as usual, we'll have recovery tomorrow, video, and we'll just work on what we need to work on from our, from the two pre-seasons and business as usual, and focus for Huddersfield. 
what do you think for this season coming forward? It's going to be a tough ask, isn't yeah. it, for the Salford? I mean, we look at the side today. That was our more or less all our players on show yeah. today. Yeah. It? it just shows how many players we're going to have got compared to us. It's the, the size yeah. of the squad, really. It's going to be a tough ask. Yeah. A bit in a big season. Everyone's fighting for places at Salford, and to be honest, uh, you, with like other clubs like your Wiggins and that, probably from squad number 26 above is you're not really going to get any out, but. For us, we've got 25, 26 genuine first team players fighting for, for, for places in the team every week, so it just brings out the best in you. Certainly does, mate. Well, yeah. all the best in the next couple of Thank weeks, you. and I shall see you at Huddersfield the week on Friday. So that was Daniel Murray talking about the game against Wigan Paul, and uh, you know, he's another one that's developed a lot in this pre season. Yeah, he certainly has. I don't think he's made the uh, 19 man squad for. Um, for the game at Huddersfield on uh, on Friday, I've just seen the squad re- you know hour or so ago. I don't think he's in the squad, but I think he's going to be a player who's definitely pushing every week now. We've got you know some quite good cover in the prop forward position, haven't we? And we've got new guys coming in as well, and I've got Adam Walker to come in after his band finishes it in March. So they're all going to be uh, vying for those two spots in the, in the side, and obviously place on places on the bench as well. But no, I think Daniel will feature a lot this season. He did really well last season, and since he signed for us, the two seasons he's done so far, he's made a lot of progress and uh, and looked good for us. So uh, so yeah, I don't think it belongs to us even the first team. Yeah, Ian Watson uh, shuffled his pack a bit um, positionally. Uh, played uh, Nia Levels at standoff for a period in the game against Wigan. What do you make of that little experiment? Do you think it worked? Well, I know Niall played a lot in the halfbacks in the academy, didn't he? Coming as a kid coming through as well, and for his, for his junior club at Siddle. So I know he's played there before. Um, I spoke to him actually on um, was it Saturday, Sun- Sunday? So I keep forgetting what day we're on. I spoke to him on Sunday at the uh, at the lot of the season launch, and uh, was talking to him about his. Uh, his coaster and his mug that he got for his dad <laughs> for Christmas, but uh, we're having a laugh about that. But he was just saying, I said, did you like playing there? And he said, yeah, I enjoyed playing there. But he said to me, his position's full-back. He says he loves playing full-back. He loves the way he can attack and he's got that freedom to, to run at the line. So that's his position now. And, uh, you know, he's played wing and, and centre in the last couple of seasons, but he is an out-and-out full-back now and I think that's his favourite position. But sometimes you've got to try those options because when you've not got a massive squad like we've got you might come into games this season and, you know when you get tested and players get injured players get simbined or whatever or where Ian's got to, got to change things round and, and you know in sort of game in a game situation and if you've worked on those things and players are familiar with it because they'll train like that as well won't they at least we've got a bit of backup and we can move players around so Niall didn't let us down in that position and, and you know Niall is a, is a natural gifted player isn't he very good support player very good very Good at backing up. He's got plenty of pace. He can finish his try. He can sniff a chance out. So you can you can play Nile in that position if you want. But like like I said, I think his his favourite position is fullback. Yeah, I think Ian Watson mentioned he played a bit like Darren, Darren Lockyer uh, at six, and I, th- I think he he kind of filled in okay. You can tell he, he obviously being a fullback, he wanted to you know a bit further back so he could see where where the spaces were. But I suppose it's, it's a development opportunity for him if we do you know have to put him in at a certain game. At standoff, it shows he can play there, can't it? So it's an option uh, for Ian Watson and uh, the boys moving forward. Yeah, certainly. And another person who shone in that game, I thought, was when when Niall moved into the halves. Ken Seo went to fullback, and uh, Ken looked really sharp. You know, he scored that try early on off that Jackson Hastings kick, and then when he went to fullback, he didn't look out of place really. I mean, for the guy who's not, it was his first game. He's, he's you know slow from the other side of the world and. You know, doing his pre-season, he's not done as much pre-season as everybody else because he's been a bit later coming over, but he didn't look sluggish at all, did he? he looked pretty sharp and I thought he looked really steady at full-back. So, you know, 
heaven forbid something happens to higher levels, he gets injured. We've got Ken Seal that can step in there. You've got Ed Chamberlain that can step in there. Ian's got quite a lot of options now in the back. You know, for people say we've not got such a big squad, but I think the players that we have got in the squad, we've got quite a bit of movement there, haven't we? And, and, and options to, to you know to move players around if 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 the if the need arises. So uh, so yeah, I was impressed with what what we saw in that game. Yeah, obviously had a few injury worries at one point. Rob Louie and Jack Nations both limped off, uh, but cleared to play after that. Uh, a lot of soul fans kind of get a bit, bit twitchy, don't they? Because they are quite important to us, and you know we need to make sure we keep them both fit. Well, so they certainly are, Rob. I mean, Robert Louis and Jackson Aston's are going to make that team tick this season, aren't they? So you need both those guys fit on on the field uh, as much as we, we can, and uh, you know, if a bit they they get injured, you know, especially the pair of them as well, would be snookered really, wouldn't we? So, so yeah, they they both seem like they they both fit in. Said there was no problems. I think if you listen to Ian's interview, I think Robert Louis was supposed to come off, and I think he was hobbling off there at the end, uh, a bit tired. I think, but uh, but no, I think they'll both be fit and ready to go against Huddersfield. Yeah, talk about that, Ian Watson interview, uh, Paul. We'll listen to it now. Coach's corner. Right, delight to say, joined by Ian Watson. Your final pre-season yep. game before it all kicks off. How did you feel? What's your assessment of today's game? Yeah, no, really good. It was the intensity lift that we needed. Um, playing against the champion team, um, you can say they've lost a few players over the off-season, but they've still got a real good squad. If you look at the depth they've got in there... they a decent one, and that full-back they've played against. Yeah, Zachary, yeah, exactly. yeah, he wasn't bad, bad was he? Yeah, no, yeah, no they've, they've got some great players. Greenwood as well, who came off the bench as well. He's a big, strong unit on the edge. Um, they've got great players. It's a, it's a great club. Um, and like I said, they've got an intensity about them that not many other teams have. So for us to play them in our last pre-season, and come through pretty unscathed we're really happy with what we got out of that there was a point in the first half where I thought we were pretty dominant we are kind of dominating the field position their middles looked like they were struggling and like I say if it had been in a league game and the points were up for grabs we might have done something different there we might have made a few changes to try and keep on top but it wasn't about the results today it was about performances of individuals and as the team kind of collectively and getting the conditioning elements right for us going How forward. did you feel Ken Seo went on his debut? It was an excellent start to the game with that kick through from Jackson yeah. Aston's. He was very sharp and a good finish there. Yeah, I thought he's done great. We've played him at fullback for large parts today. That's purposely just because of a fitness thing. Um, he came over a little bit later than everybody else, so we wanted to get him into a game here today where we knew he was going to be tested. Uh, the Swinton one we thought was probably a little bit too early, plus it was um, probably against the co level of competition he's not going to be used to playing, and he's played NRL, so he knows what it takes, so this was our big focus with Kenny, get him in today and give him some time at fullback and let him run around and let Niall control things at six. I was going to say, was that your plan this afternoon to yeah. change things around? Because you suppose you've got to test it in worst case scenario, yeah. we've got a small squad, we might get injuries. Was that your ideal yeah. opportunity to try and nail there and put Kenny at fullback? Yeah, well, if you look at it, we had Kenny, um, Niall, and Robbie Louis in the house, which is probably kind of a plan B if you like, um, whichever way you like it. And then time as well, which might give us another plan C. And people like that to come back in at the most moment in time as well, which might give us another plan C. And then you've got people like uh, Greg Burke, we had at nine today with Joey in the house, with Niall in the house. And then Kenny at fullback as well, but we've also got Ed who can play fullback. We've got players who are, have got some utility value around them as well, and that's important for us. We're only having a small squad, so if we do lose somebody, we've got somebody to fit in. I think we spoke about Swinton last week. We didn't look out of sync when we when we attacked, when we had um, our change of halves. Again today, I thought we caused a few problems again in attack once we um, once we brought Jacko off and we had Nile in there. Nile levels. I was just going to say Nile levels look really good. Yeah. So that last twenty, he's very sharp as well, and yeah. he looked comfortable in that position. Yeah. 
Just talking to Daniel Murray there, I don't know if uh, you can shed any light on this, but he said he's lost four kilos. And <laughs> you said Greg Burke played there at Hooker. Yep. That just shows you how mobile these players have become. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Daniel Murray, I could tell straight away he looks yeah. a shadow of what he was last season. Yeah, it's just it's the, the game, isn't it, now? Yeah. The way it's changing with the stock clock and all that. You've got to be fitter. If you look at some of our middles there, I mean, what Ben Knack, I think, did 50 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. He didn't come off at all. He's finished the game there strong. Daniel Murray's done about 50 minutes. Um, Lee Moss had did 30 but that was always set in stone he was going to do 30 um, Jansen too Gilbertson. he's got an engine hasn't he as yeah well. Jansen well it's important he's an 80 minute player he's a back rower you see as yeah. well and it's important he can go for 80 minutes and then like I say we've got obviously got people like Mark Flanagan and people like who have not really risked um, Flash today as much he, had, he did well against um, Swinton we know he's our starting 13 at this moment in time so yeah we're, we're happy with where everyone is really what's the progress on Josh Wood and Logan Tompkins Logan looked very good in training yesterday. Um, developing really well, Logan. So hopefully What's he been struggling with, Logan? Oh, he's had a bit of a stress fracture and then right. he's had um, a problem with his foot and his knee. So it's all on the same side, but we think it's all because of... Obviously, once you're an athlete, you get, you're pretty highly tuned and when you're not doing stuff, you start to get issues. Um, but then when you start to do something again, then it brings a different issue on straight away and that's what we found with um, Logan was that the stress fracture was causing him a hell of a lot of problems and then he ended up having a problem with his foot as well and then his knee. Um, so we've got over them now, he's in back in training, he was back in full contact yesterday which was, we were tossing up whether he could have done 10 minutes today but we, we needed to tick some more boxes first so he's done that. Young Josh, unfortunately young Josh has had a little bit of a... Um, setback at this moment in time we don't know how bad at this moment in time but we'll, we'll wait and see on that one but um, he'd been looking really good because he'd been back in training with us for a while now you probably don't know too much about Robert Louis and Ed Chamberlain's situation yet do you they picked up knocks today didn't yeah, they yeah Rob is fine is he okay yeah Rob is fine Rob is nothing with Rob. I know there's a bit of a wince from the crowd when, when Rob came off oh, no. a bit of a worry but yeah Robbie was supposed to do an extra minute I think he just wanted to get off early so. <laughs> right. yeah. first one in the shower yeah yeah so he wants to, yeah no he was supposed to do a certain amount of game time there and then we were bringing him off so I think he had um, 11 minutes left on the clock where he was supposed to be coming off with 10 minutes left so no but he, he's fine Robbie just clashed with Jansen um, Ed's probably the bit more serious one for us because it looks like he could have got syndesmosis which could be anything up to 12 weeks but we're hoping it's not not that bad that's a blow that because he's been looking really good as well yeah he has but to be fair on the same side it gives other people an opportunity like we've always said it gives up opportunities we've got Darrell Bibby people like them guys who can step in there Greg Johnson um, Darrell's looked I thought Darrell looked great again today he finished his try well there at the yeah, end it was a great finish that wasn't it? he's been practising that as well so that's kind of a reward for him practising yeah. how does this week go for you now obviously next weekend you've got the season launch but is it a bit more relaxed next weekend before the final week before the Huddersfield yeah, we're game we've just a uh, join up with another team um, within the week and have a little run against them of just the bodies in front nothing that we can cause injury hopefully um, and that we can just get a little bit of repetition into the stuff we're doing because it's about fine tuning things now for the start of the season but for the two pre-season games we've had we're really pleased with where we're at has Ian Watson got in his head now is 17 for the Oldersfield game or do you still think there's, there's, there's oh, things that can change have you got like yeah, a rough this, idea now yeah I, know, I, know, I think I know my 13 um, I'll go there we'll, we'll discuss as we go forward um, and have a little look at the way Huddersfield play to what suits us whether we need to carry a little bit more leg speed on the bench or whether it's a little bit more physicality um, we'll have a little look at a few things on that as well and obviously see where a couple of the players are obviously we like run Josh Wood Logan Tompkins and see where them guys are well, best of luck next couple of weeks Ian I'll see you at Huddersfield thanks Cheers. for speaking to us mate thanks Paul no problems mate So that was Ian Watson talking to you, Paul, about the uh, the game against Wigan and looking forward to the, the season. And, you know, what do you think he'll take, take from these two games uh, against Swinton and uh, Wigan moving forward?
Um, I think I think he takes stuff from every game, doesn't he? He studies every game with a fine comb, doesn't he? And he'll, he'll know exactly what he's, he's looking at. I think you look at the Wigan game; it was a bit more intense there for, for stages of that game. Wigan, good defensive side, aren't they? And um, you know they've got some quality players in there. Like Zakai Dekar, he looked to look really sharp, didn't he? And, and that's what you're going to be facing this season. You know, there's a lot of quality teams in Super League, isn't it? You've got to be on your guard from minute one to eight. You know, you've got to take your chances when they come and you've got to do your defensive work as well. And I think he and was under no illusions. I think, you know, a lot of supporters are saying, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do the other. But it's going to be a tough season for us. You know, you don't. there's no gimme games in Super League. And I think Ian knows that. And uh, I think he'll have the players prepared, definitely. And I think we can shock a few teams this season. We've got a good, a decent side there, a decent starting thirty. We've got a good spine as well, and, um, and no, I don't think we should go around doing the talking. I think we should let our rugby league do the talking. And Ian's that sort of coach; he doesn't get carried away with things, and uh, he'll have the players more than ready for Friday night. Yeah, big thanks for everyone who did the three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Martin said uh, got some positives. His man of the match was Lusick. Uh, Mark, great hit out. His man of the match was Tuga. Uh, Graham Jones, good game. His man of the match was Lusick. Uh, Red Devil, plenty of positives. Uh, plenty of positives. His man of the match was Jansing Tuga as as well. Lusik and Tuga obviously dominating the uh, three-word match reports and well-deserved. Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, I, I couldn't really split the three of them. Evels as well. I had Evels, Lusik and Tuga there for man of the match because I thought all of them played really, really well. Tuga, you know, he run his blood to water down that um, down that near side running out wide. He's not the biggest of luck but he's got a real big engine on him and uh, I think he's the sort of player that Ian Watson sees you know, playing the the eighty minutes, he's an eighty minute sort of player. You get a lot of uh, a lot of game time out of him, and I think he'll be doing that this season a lot. Lusick as well, all action. I've been very impressed with him since he's come over from Australia with, with Jackson, and and uh, yeah, he, I think he's going to be a, a real star this season. You know, not a lot of teams, and if you ask supporters of other clubs, they probably don't know a lot about Joey Lusick, but I think they're going to find out this season how good a player is because he's been really really impressive at the back end of last season and in the in the two warm up games this season, and he's a he's very vocal on the pitch as well, isn't? He's, he's a good leader, and uh, you know I think we've, we've we've found a good hooker in him there. And Niall Evans was, you know, he's, he, you could get man that match every week. Niall is an all-action sort of player, but Lusick and Turgut, you know, looking really good. I think Lusick and Turgut might be my new Wellaraki. I think I need to make sure I get the names right this time. Who Lusick and Turgut? Turgut, yeah. Now you've said. Now I said it. I'll have to remember. Now it's Turgut, not Ivan. Why? What were you calling him before? Uh, it wasn't Turgut anyway. Too Gart. Too Gart. <laughs> Two guys. Yeah, two two guys are posh, Turgut, isn't it? Yeah, two guys. <laughs> um, Pete Brader uh, will be fine. His man of the match was Lussick. Uh, just Chris and Janet Shenton, better than expected. Uh, our mate Just uh, Turgut. Uh, Colin Reynolds blowing away the cobwebs. Uh, Turgut again. Mike Woodbridge, reason for, op- reason for optimism. His man of the match was Lussick. Um, yeah, so a lot, lot of... Obviously, domination from the two. I think what we'll do this year, Paul, I think we'll make a note of all the three-word match reports and your man of the matches so we can maybe have a trophy at the end of the season. Now I remember, we'll, we'll, get, it, we'll get it done now. Yeah, well, that, that could be your player of the year, really, couldn't it, I suppose? Because um, then it's voted for by the fans, isn't it? If we, if we, if we top them up every week, I mean, uh, rather than us, Wally's pick the, uh, the player of the year, we'll let the, let the supporters do it. That would be a good idea, that, mate, to be honest with you. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Uh, so yeah, you're in charge of totting up the score, uh, <laughs> up the scores, though, not me. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> I need to write this down. But yeah, it, we will do that. I will do that. Now, now I've, I've, just, I've remembered. We'll do it every week. 
We'll get it up every week. So we can start it on Friday, can't we, from the competitive games yes. and like the League and Cup games. Yes. Yeah. So Lusick, cool. Tugert, um leading. But like I said, we'll start Huddersfield on Friday night. Yeah, so obviously yep, Watson, um sort of happy with what was produced and I'm sure, you know, he's uh, took a lot from the uh, the two games, you know, giving his squad a bit of rotation and, you know, seeing players playing, especially the kids as well that come through the uh, you know, the academy. And the trial list, you know, I suppose he gives them a, a game-style opportunity to play in and lets them have a look at him. Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does. I mean, a, a few years ago, we played a lot more than the two, two warm-up games, didn't we? Three or four in, in years gone by. But we've just played the two this time. And I don't think there's been that many warm-up games this time. I don't think many teams have played more than sort of two games, have they? So... Uh, well, the season seems to start a bit earlier this time, doesn't it? I mean, it kicks off, we're recording this Wednesday night, the season kicks off tomorrow, doesn't it? St. Helens and Wigan, you know, 31st of January, that's early. I mean, when we've started the season in, in, in years gone by, it's been sort of early March when it started. So uh, you're starting early this time and so you've not got that time to have your, uh, have your pre-season games. But no, I think I think players are ready now, aren't they? They're more than ready. And you're speaking to the players now and you're seeing them on, on Twitter and, and, and whatever, and, and they're all ready and raring to go, aren't they? You know, some of the adverts that they've had out this week, you know, for the season launch and the, the Super League one. I saw the Salford one yesterday, I think it was. And it's just making your, your spine sort of tingle now, isn't it? Ready for the, for the all to start again. And uh, I certainly can't wait, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah, it's super exciting, Paul. Super League is just around the corner and we're all going to be buzzing. And hopefully Salford will uh, put on some great performances and we'll be competing week in, week out. So, what we're going to do now, Paul, we're going to look at all the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. So, Paul, news coming out the club. Uh, ticket sales for Huddersfield are going unbelievably well. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe is it two coaches have, have, have been have been filled, and I'm not sure if they're putting another one on, but I think there's the demand there. So hopefully something will get sorted out because what we don't want is supporters not being able to get there because uh, you know it's a bit of a trek on a, on a Friday night if you've not got a car. So uh, and you know trains and that. I'm not too sure what time the last train runs on a Sunday. It's great in it or a Saturday, but. You know, Friday night's a bit difficult getting back sometimes, but yeah, let's hope we can uh, take a big following there because it's always a really good away, away trip. Huddersfield, you know, we we all get in that stand behind behind the sticks there, and we usually take a really good following there. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere on on Friday night, and because there's that buzz about the place at the moment. You know, I just said before I was at the launch day on, on the Sunday, and there's a real buzz there between the players mingling with supporters and. Like Watto said to us a few weeks ago at the, um, at the Supporters Trust night, there seems to be a real connection now between the club, the players and, and the supporters. Everybody's pulling in the right direction. And it's, it's great to see, really, you know, over the last few years, we have we seem to drift away from that a bit. But I think we're becoming that sort of, that club that we was at the Willows again, aren't we? That sort of community sort of style club. And I think that's a great thing, though. Yeah, tickets are available. £21 for adults, £16 for concessions. Uh, don't forget, if you buy your tickets... Uh, at, the, at, at the stadium uh, Salford get a percentage of the sale which is important Paul because obviously like you said the, the club we're trying to build now as this community club you know every penny counts and if you've got you know the opportunity to go away from home and support the boys if you can go and buy your ticket at Salford rather than pay on the day uh, Salford will get a cut and it'll put some more funds in the, in the old uh, tank uh, and be able to improve the club Yeah certainly I saw somebody tweet that the other day on um What's it called? Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's very what a wallet. Yeah, and um, I can't. I think it was a lad called Connor um, tweeted that he might be one of one of your followers, Rob. 
But um, yeah, and, and I think he was sort of telling you how much he, he'd done, like sort of the maths, and was telling you how much how much the club had earned from that. And it's amazing, really, to see how much money you can make from from just buying your tickets from there. So it's really important. That. And I think you get them cheaper as well, don't you? Rather than buying them on the day at the if you go to Huddersfield. So um, so yeah, if you can do that, it all goes in our tank, doesn't it, and, and helps us out. And also, what you can do, I read on Twitter. I think that's Sonia from from the stadium put on Twitter. If you, if you can order your ticket. At the Willow, at the AJ Bell Stadium, buy it there and pick it up at Uddersfield. But you have to kind of let them know so they can pass the ticket to Uddersfield. Then you'd obviously go to the ticket office and pick it up from there. That's pretty cool. I'm sure I read that somewhere. Hopefully, someone will confirm that. Uh, But it's a possibility. It's all about making that sort of transaction easier for everyone, isn't it? Because obviously, it's all about habit farming. And if you get into that habit of buying that ticket before the game, this time of the season, you, you do it every week, don't you? Then and, and it, like I say, it helps the club, and hopefully, you know, people will will follow that example, and you know, we'll be quids in. Yeah, definitely, definitely, because any sort of revenue like that, it's, it's really good if you're going to get money from it, especially if we're going to take a really decent following. So, uh, no, it all adds up, doesn't it, Rob? And uh, that's what we need at this moment in time. Yeah, talking about t- uh, coach travel, uh, eight pound for season ticket holders, thirteen pound for non-season ticket holders. Picking up at the Royal Sovereign, Echoes Town Hall, the Dog and Partridge, Salford Red Devils, number one supporters uh, pub, and uh, the AJ Bell Stadium. Um, like I said, two good coaches going, hopefully. You know, if, if there's a more of a demand, there might be three. And hopefully we'll, we'll take a Red Army down. You definitely, definitely, Robin. I think it's all creating the buzz, isn't it? And if we can go there with a big following and you know, get a result there, you, you've got London Broncos at home next Sunday. And I mean, London Broncos are notoriously not well supported away from home so you're probably looking at that might be one of your lowest crowds of the season but if we can get a result there and take a good following get that sort of momentum building you know people might buy into that it's a Sunday afternoon game people might think wow Salford have just gone and took a big following there and got a good result and you start building that momentum then don't you know the week after we've got Leeds who might bring a few supporters so it's all about getting a good start and you know from what I've seen on, on, on Facebook and you know some of the pages on there and what people are saying everyone's buzzing for this game aren't they and, and can't wait for it to start the season and you know it all starts again and your, your adrenaline's buzzing in it for, for the season and oh, I just can't wait for it Rob I think it's going to be a great night under the lights at Huddersfield top away day and uh, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot of positivity knocking about at the moment, Paul. Uh, the fans' day uh, last week, you went. You know, a lot of people turned up, and uh, it was great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I took me, my missus and my kids. They really enjoyed it, like so. Um, we, we had a good time. It made me little girl, my oldest girl, Imogen. She uh, was fascinated by Ben Nakabua, how sort of big he was because <laughs> he's pretty tall, him, isn't he? And uh, she. She sort of bought into it and said, oh, can I, can I go and have my picture taken with Big Ben? I thought, wow, what have I done here? Because I've been trying to get her into rugby for the last few years. Yeah. But she keeps telling me how rubbish Salford are. But no, I think I think I sold it to her a bit on, on Sunday. So hopefully she'll come to a few games. But no, it was great. There was loads of children there and loads of families there. And I think that's the important thing, you know, getting families and, and kids involved. And they were mingling with the players. You had the... Um, the Red Angels there, the cheerleaders there, Dr. Devil was there. There's a real good sort of family family buzz about the day. And, uh, you know, it was great to see Paul and you know, getting the players up and having interviewing the, the players, you know, sort of getting a couple of them up at a time. And people were doing the squad builder and signing up for this. Dennis was doing a raffle, raffling off a, it was a Jackson Hastings shirt. I, I missed the raffle, though, because we, we had to leave. And I've still got my tickets in my wallet. So I don't know whether I've won. I don't think I've won because he's not contacted me anyway. <laughs> but, uh, no, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed the day, Rob. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can have more more things like that done this season. Yeah, lots of positive stuff. Like I said, the club are really kind of reaching outside the bubble, aren't they? Trying to attract 
uh, fans and make yeah, an impression. Yeah. And made a little list of things that that that, that they've done because obviously you know, we need to praise them, don't we? When they do things like this, they need to be mentioned. I think um, they've got reports on Northwest tonight, Granada tonight. They've got advertising in the Lowry like a shop window for the shirts and and uh, you know advertising the club. And I I thought that's you know what is what we need. We need to be outside the bubble. Uh, and I'm really am you know what a big round of applause I think for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the next stop, I suppose, is let's get into that chill factor as well, because I know um, the players use the Nando's quite a lot, don't they? And a few discounts you can get on coupons and things there. So let's get into that chill factor and maybe that Trafford Centre. And let's get ourselves known, Media City as well as another place, isn't it? So the, the, there's a whole world of options around the, the Salford and, and sort of Greater Manchester, Manchester. It's a massive area, Rob, isn't it? You know, really, when you think about it, you've only got sort of London and, and Birmingham. And then after that, Manchester's a, a, a huge sort of urban sort of spread isn't it so uh, you know without going into to geography and that it is and it's a massive sort of untapped area for rugby league and I know you've got an awful lot of sides sort of um, on the St. Helens Wigan Warrington Witness side of, of, of Lancashire if you, if you like the Lancashire sort of plane but round Greater Manchester we are the, the premier rugby league side really aren't we and um, you know if we can tell that to people and get people involved this, especially with this feel good factor at the moment we mentioned it last season didn't we the Jackson Hastings factor I think has, has given the whole club a, a real boost hasn't it on and off the field and uh, let's hope we can we can ride on that this season because this season really there's an awful lot of potential there for us isn't there and if we can uh, shock a few teams and, and do really well we could really take off couldn't we so, uh, so I, I'm really excited for it yeah, the club and the supporters trust have, have, have kind of joined together to, you know, ring people who, who have lapsed season ticket holders to chase them up to see if they're going to uh, buy a ticket, buy a season ticket for this year. And, you know, things like that, Paul, is, is good. I think it's, it's about reaching out and I think things like that make a big difference. Uh, we talk about... Go on. Sorry, sorry, mate. No, go on. You carry on. Yeah, I think we, we talk about, you know, going that extra mile and I, and I think that's important uh, and they've done it and, you know, I've got to be, you know, and hold my hands up, clap my hands and you know, say well done. Well, yeah, I, I think you're right, Rob. I think everyone's... It just goes back to what we were saying before about what Wall said at that um, the Supporters Trust night, didn't he, about how impressed he was with people, the way they bought into, particularly the squad build as well, what the, the club, that was a club's initiative, I think, wasn't it? And, you know, to see people who'd, who'd bought into that, they, a lot of people were there on um, Sunday who, who, who'd done the squad builder and I was amazed to see how many people had actually done it and, you know, people are sticking their own money in, people are holding their hands up, they're doing this, they're doing the supporters' trust, and not just the money, people are giving the time up as well, aren't they? I mean, that takes a lot of time, that, you know, your day to go down to the stadium and ring people up, and they're organising buses, people are doing all sorts, aren't they? And, you know, probably stuff we don't know about as well, and, and, you can't buy that, can you? I mean, I know we get a bit of criticism sometimes about our attendances and the stuff, but the people that do follow us, the amount of time and effort that they put in, it's, they deserve some success, don't they? And I think it'd be fitting if we could have some this, this season. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying go and win the bloody league or, or the Challenge Cup or whatever, but just really compete and, and make the supporters that we've got proud because uh, I think they deserve to have a, a little moment in the sun. Yeah, uh, also a great video from the Tri-Line production uh, team. You know, really, you know, inspiring, uh, talking about, you know, the players sort of mentioning fans and how it, you know, how it means that much to them. Um, us being involved in the 2021 op- opening, um, what's it called, like the media day for the World Cup in, um, was really important. I think Ed Chamberlain was there, um, you know, as a, as wearing his, all his Salford Red Devils gear. Product placement, us being in, in a place like that, people will notice us. And I think it's going to help. So that's that's two things I think were really, really good. 
Yeah, 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 definitely. I was looking at the venues at the at the World Cup that they announced. I think it was yesterday, and there's uh, it sounds a fantastic tournament and what doesn't. I'm really looking forward to that. Can't wait for that to happen. But yeah, it's been good to see us getting our name out there, hasn't it, and, and, and spreading the word. And no, I think it's been a great preseason as well. I think it, the, the club people at the club, you know, Adam Adam Whiteside's done all sorts of good stuff, um, getting us out there, hasn't it, in the local paper as well. And you've got. You know, Tom Bramwell as well, who does the Manchester Evening News. We speak to Tom at their matches, don't we? All these guys are helping us get out of that bubble, as you like to call it. I don't usually like to say that word, but you know, Rob, Rob's, Rob's bubble. And, and it's true that they have. It's been an amazing sort of off-season for that, because if you go back about two years or so, we used to get a lot of criticism for social media and us putting ourselves out there. But that, that video, I must admit, I watched that. Was it yesterday the video came out? Yeah. I think it was yesterday, yeah. And I, I watched that on the on my dinner time at work, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought it was excellent. It, I won't say I had a tear in my eye, but when I saw Chris Esketh come on on the screen and, and Morris Richards, it really sent a shiver down my spine. That you know, God bless Chris, he's not with us anymore, is he? But what a great player he was for Salford, and and to hear the the, the present stars talking about the old stars, I thought you know you've only got to listen to what Jackson Hastings said at the. I keep going back to that, the Supporters Trust night a few weeks ago, but the passion he spoke about and how much he cares about, about solving the history of the club and wanting to do well for us. They're interested in sort of um, other clubs sort of ridiculing us. They, they just want to do the business for us. And, and, and you know, although that, that video was, was great. It really was. And it had me a bit emotional, Rob, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, like, like you said, the MEN uh, with Adam uh, and Tom. Uh, we've had Gaz Walker with uh, interviewing Ian Watson in National uh, Daily Mirror newspaper. Um, you know, it's all about getting outside the bubble. I do say it all the time, but it's important. I think this club has, has got so much good things going on. We just need to let people know. And that's, that's, that's the important thing for me. We, we, you know, we're doing fantastic. We're servicing our bubble amazingly. But we need to be... We do. We, we we, we, we've got a lot of friends in the media yeah. as well. I mean, I spoke to Gareth the other week and he did an excellent piece in the... Uh, he was telling me the Daily Star, I think, have bought the Mirror now. Or they bought another paper. So they're all... Because I know I know Gareth used, does write for the Daily Mirror, but I think some of his stuff now goes into the Daily Star and another paper. I'm not sure if it's the Mail or not, but apparently they bought each other now, so the, the, those stories get spread around the other papers. And he did a piece that was in the Star, and I bought a Star the other Saturday, I think it was, and there was a special piece on Jackson Hastings, and it was like a full page in the Daily Star. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm a massive big fan of like tabloid newspapers, but to get Salford in in one of those papers and get a full page. You know, I think that's that's tremendous. It really was. You know, hats off to, to Gareth for that, and you know, Gemma Carter and Gary Carter yeah. as well. You know, closet Salford fans. I think those two. <laughs> I speak to Gemma a lot, and uh, you know, they. I think they both are Salford supporters. They wanted just to do really well. We've got a lot of friends in the media. A lot of people think a lot of us, don't they? So, uh, so yeah, we must be doing something, right, Rob? Yeah, and then the, the one, the final one we've got. I've got players training with with clubs and schools. But I think that's important as well. You know, your community based club. You know, integrating with the clubs and the schools gives people links, uh, gives people emotional attachment to, to the club. And, you know, I think it's good. It, it, that's brilliant, Rob. That is the, the pinnacle, really, isn't it? Getting into the schools and, and, and speaking to the, the kids, getting the kids at a young age, getting them involved, getting them to want to come to the games, getting them to, to support the team. And uh, like you say, once you've got a, an emotional attachment to the club, it's, it's very difficult to... For that to, to fade away, you, you become hooked, don't you? And um, that's great to see. And they've done an awful lot in the, the schools recently. And you know the foundation continue to do great work as well, don't they? And great work with the Young Rising Stars teams as well. They were, they were both doing very well. They, 
the uh, the A team as well. They're both doing really well this season, so it's, it's really really positive. I think it's been the most positive off season I think for for a long time. Yeah, well, here's the banger, Paul. All the stuff going on now, all the positive stuff. This has to be standard. It's not beginning of the season. Let's make a big show and see how we go. This is where this is this is where we are and this is where we stay. Because if we want this club to move forward and grow, this is the kind of input we have to put in. Yeah, yeah, you're hundred percent right, Rob. You can't. It's not just um, just a fad, is it, for the for the, the start of the season? You've got to do this all the time and continue doing it. I think in the past we've sort of done things, haven't we? And then sort of like I don't know, put them on the back burner, and things have dropped off, and people have lost interest. And no, you can't do that because once you do that and you take your foot off the gas, it can take years again to, to build things up, can't it? So, uh, so no, we're going in the right direction now and I think we've got some good people at the club as well. You know, the, the director, Paul King, he seems, I don't know Paul personally, I've spoken to him a couple of times and I know he's been at a lot of the events I've, I've been to recently. He seems to be a good guy. He's a supporter of the club, he's got the club at heart and, uh, and that's, that's good to see. I feel a lot more comfortable when there's people involved in the club like that who, who love the club and have club at heart and um, I think you know we're going in the right direction we've got some good people up there who are running the place and um, and no it's good but like you say Rob these things have got to continue and uh, we've all got to get on board with it and hopefully it's going to help the club to grow yeah and we don't have to go sort of resorting to shock jockeying like we did before we've got enough good stories going on in and around the club just let's sell it let's get out there and let the people know definitely so, mate next bit um, the club need a skip if you've got a spare skip knocking about the club want to borrow it for one day next week. So what for? Like, they don't say. I don't know what it is. They just said, I'm, we need a skip for next week. Didn't go into details. It's on the Twitter and the Facebook. Didn't want to ask. But they need one. So Who's going in the skip? What's going, <laughs> what's thinking that? It depends how bad they are on Friday. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is if you've got a spare skip knocking about, club want one. Ring them. 0161 786 Somebody's office getting emptied. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh dear. Oh dear. But yeah, like I said, if you've got a spare skip, give it the club. Uh, next bit of news. Sovereign Devils Foundation, they've got a referee course coming up, Paul. Uh, 4th of March. Um, interesting, there's a lot of people talk about how bad referees are, but it's a different kettle of fish when you actually you know, train to be one. You saw, The way you said that, then you were sort of hinting at me. Come on, three, you got... Paul, you fancy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could be a referee, mate. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not a, um, a sort of a referee slagger offer, really, if you like, if that's a word. Mm. Um, I think it's a very difficult job. I think they've got a very difficult job to do referees, and I, I admire them. I think they take an awful lot of criticism and an awful lot of unfair criticism, I think, sometimes as well. So, uh, so someone's got to do it, and without them, there wouldn't be a game, would there? And I think they've improved a lot, the referees, and... Um, I think sometimes you've got to take your blinkers off, haven't you, and have a look at your, your own team's misdemeanours before you, you blame the referee. I know I'll probably get uh, I'll get daggers for this now, won't I, and all sorts of abuse, but um, no, Paul Whiteside, the referee's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the older the older I've got, the more mellow I've become um, when it comes to referees. They only see it once, don't they, really. You yeah. have to make a split decision. 100 mile an hour, you're the man in the middle, and it's, it's, it's a very, very difficult job. Even like yeah. playing like you know, kids' games, it's not exactly you know, a walk in the park, that it's still quite quick. You've still got to read the play, haven't you? You know what I mean? And, and these referees yeah. get all kind of views from everybody, don't they? If you get yeah. you know, a decision against your team, you're on him straight away, aren't you? And it's, it's unfortunate, you know, referees do get that stick, but you should really be 
kind of congratulated when they do make you know do have good games and good and do make good decisions as well. I don't think there's enough of that in our game. We just like to bash them, but we don't really like to praise them when they when they do stuff good. Um, so you want to be. It's a, always, I think it's always been like that, though, hasn't it, Rob? You know, the the game though nowadays. I mean, it's so fat. It's so much faster now than it was when, when we started watching it, wasn't yeah. it? So, you, I, I I sometimes look at when I'm watching the match, same in the West End, and I'm watching it there. I was doing it on uh, Sunday when we played Wigan because you were doing the commentary, weren't you? And I was watching the the touch judge there, and uh, it was the Swinton game as well. When I was sat in the the press box of the Swinton game, there was an old line. Uh, Lines. An old touch judge sat next to me from from years ago, and he was telling me I can't remember his name, but I'd remember his face. And he was the, the touch judge when Salford played Wigan in the in the cup in '96, and he was he's obviously retired now, but he's doing stuff for the RFL with the shot clock. He was explaining that to me, and uh, Phil Bentham came and, uh, and sat next to him, and he was he was sort of asking him how the referee was doing and how the touch judge was doing down the side, and they were sort of criticising him about what he was doing. I won't name his name because I don't want to get him in trouble, but. Uh, it was fascinating to just listen to what they were saying and how, how critical they were and you know saying he needs to do this better and he needs to do that. There's so much what the officials must have to do and have to work on because they're full-time now, aren't they? They do training and all sorts. And I was looking at him and I thought, blimey, he's got to run up and down that line and he's got to keep up with play. Mm. And you're watching for, for balls going out for 40-20 kicks, you're watching offsides, you're watching this, you're watching markers at the play the ball in that square. There's so much a referee and a touchdown has to do. You forget that and it, it's all in the blink of an eye as well. So it... It must be a really, really difficult job. It is, it is. And obviously, you know, if you, if you fancy having a dabble, uh, Salford Devils Foundation are running a, a referees course starting from the 4th of March. So contact them uh, and, you know, have a look and sit and see what you think. Uh, I think we've just put everybody off there, haven't we? <laughs> no, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is, but it might open a few people's eyes if you actually go on, yeah. you know, on the yeah. course. and then The money's you know, good. You know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know what I mean, to make a, make a decision in, in, you know, that kind of pressure yeah. for atmosphere. Fatigued as well because you've been running around. You're not like you just stood down the sideline, are you? You know, you, no. you've been about. I think it's all about being in the right position at the right time and getting your angles right. But you know, when you're doing that, it's for under an hour. Everything's going on around you, isn't it, Paul? So you can't necessarily, you know, think straight half the time. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, uh, do that. Um, ABC Coach Hire uh, have managed to sponsor the. Uh, Salford Devils Foundation Academy uh, provided them with jackets and, and uh, tracksuits. Fantastic for our kids coming through that they're able to get such good gear. Yeah, it certainly is. What a great gesture from ABC uh, Coach Travel. Um, well, we've got a phone number so we can advertise on, guys. But, um, I'm gonna sort we'll of... get them on in a few weeks yeah. eh, and give them some publicity. Yeah, yeah that's great. I, I think they used to do dumb buses for the supporters before, haven't they? I'm yeah. pretty sure I've uh, seen the supporters' buses being done by the ABC. Are they in Swinton? Ooh. We'll find out more next week. I'll give them a proper plug next week. We hey. will do, yeah. But that's excellent. That, that again, it just it just sort of backs up what we've been saying about the community spirit and people getting involved. And um, no, I think that that's that's great. And I mean, you've only got to look at the the work that Tez does with the the Reds apparel as well. You know, all the all the stuff he does. He gives all that money to the foundation. Don't make any profit out of it. And some fantastic gear as well. I got a couple of bobble hats for, uh, for Christmas. So I uh, might have one of them on a Friday night for the match. So, uh, so yeah, keep up the good work. I need, I need to get my bag off, Ted. Not Ted. Still not got it yet. Need to, find, need to sort that out. Oh, I went down to his one. unit just before Christmas. My wife took me down and uh, yeah. I think we'd nipped out on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Just before Christmas it was and um, I got treated to, I got my dad a polo shirt and uh, I got two nice hats for Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. to get a, a, a new Bobby hat. I've got an old school, you know, Salford City Reds one. Uh, kind of red and blue so it might be worth popping down for Tez and updating my wardrobe god's sake I do need it to be fair like. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, it might be worth popping down. Uh, final one. Um, Dr. Neville's been in touch. He says uh, there are dressing room pegs available uh, for people to sponsor. Um, I think it's a good thing, Paul. Obviously, each player has their own peg with their own name on, so they don't you know, put the game in front of other people's pegs. And uh, you can put messages out of support and, you know, gives that connection, like you said, between player and fan. So if you're interested, contact Dr. Devil because he's organising it. But it does sound like a good thing. Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does. It um, All them sort of things help, don't they? And, you know, it's, it's quite personal to a, to a player, that, isn't it, as well, if someone does that for them. So, uh, so yeah, it's a good idea. Is Dr. Devil coming with that idea himself? I think he might have done. I don't know, but yeah, he yeah. Did. I, saw, I saw it. I think it was on Facebook last night. I saw that. And I thought, well, that's a, it's a really good idea. That so, uh, so yeah, get behind that if you can. Yeah, contact him, uh, and he'll uh, he'll point you in the right direction. Uh, so that's all the news coming out of uh, Solfer Devils uh, this week. And next up on the Devil in the Detail, we'll be talking. We have a look at the amateur report and uh, with Paul. Right, well, amateur report of 2019. Got all the Challenge Cup results and the draw coming in a second or two. But first off this week, we'll start off with the Youth and Junior Leagues. The first round of the 2019 Bala National Youth Cups, uh, under-18s, under-16s and under-14s level, will take place on Sunday the 3rd of February. That's this coming Sunday. So the under-18s, the fixtures are Seaton Rangers against Oldham St. Anne's, Lee Minor Rangers versus West Horton Lions, Pilkington Rex versus Waterhead Warriors, and Wigan St. Cuthbert's against Saddleworth range there our local sides in the under 18s our local lads in the under 16s it's Oldham St Anne's against Bank Key Bulls and Crossfields against Saddleworth Rangers and in the under 14s it's West Hull against Salford City Roosters and Wathbrow Hornets against the Saddleworth Rangers moving on to Student Rugby League there was a couple of results at the week just gone in College Rugby League in the Premier Division Huddersfield Giants Foundation 34 Salford Red Devils Rising Stars 18. The fixtures for this Wednesday, the 30th of January. In the universities, it's Manchester Met against Leeds Becky A and Salford versus North Umbria A. That's in the Northern and in College Rugby League, the Premier Division. Salford Red Devils Rising Stars play Wakefield. And in Division 2, the Salford Red Devils Rising Stars A are at home to St John Rigby. So as I mentioned, it was the Challenge Cup on Saturday, the 26th of January, just gone the first round of the prestigious Holy Grail trophy that is the Challenge Cup. We've got the draw for the second round, which was made last night, which was Monday, so I'm recording this on Tuesday, so I'll give you that in a second. But the results from the first round were as follows. Bentley 18, the Army 16, Bradford Dudley Hill 0, Milford Marlins 16, Clockface Miners 0, Siddle 24, Dewsbury Moor 24, Skirlaw 10, Distington 48, Torfane Tigers 0, Drillington 32, the All Golds 4, East Leeds 2, Batley Boys 10, Hunslet Club Parkside 16, Thornhill Trojans 30, Hunslet Warriors 16, Featherstone Lions 28, Kells 4, Rochdale Mayfield 14, Lee East 12, Wigan St Patrick's 24, Lee Minor Rangers 22, Ulton Raiders 10, London Chargers 6, Wathbrow Hornets 34, Normanton Knights 50, Edinburgh Eagles 16, Oral St James 12, Underbank Rangers 30, Ovenden 22, Wollstone Rovers 20, the Royal Navy 12, West Hull 42, 
Shawcross Shark 16, Haydock 28, Vettel Heath Crusaders 32, Stanley 6, Walls End Eagles 18, The Great Britain Police 44, West Bowling 42, Hammersmith Hill Hoist 12, Wigan St Jude's 15, Crossfields 14, York Acorn 42, Beverly 4, Lock Lane 16, Longhorns 10, Millam 20, sorry, Millam 38, Red Star Belgrade 10, and the North Hearts Crusaders 6, the RAF 22. As I said, the draw took place on Monday evening on the BBC Sport website. The ceremony was conducted by Lee Centurion's captain Mickey Hyam and England and Wigan Warriors standoff George Williams. Some cracking ties came out in that round as well. These ties will be played on February the 9th to the 10th of 2019, so it's a couple of weeks off. Well, actually, it's a week. This weekend, actually, so it's not long to go at all. So the second round draw is as follows. It's Underbank Rangers against Featherstone Lions. Wigan St. Pat's have drawn the Great Britain Police. Thornhill Trojans take on Rochdale Mayfield. Thato Heath Crusaders against Lee Minor Rangers. Ovenden against West Bowling. Normanton Knights play Haydock. West Hull against Bentley. Milford Marlins against Lock Lane. Wathbrow Hornets against York Acorn. Drillington are at home to Wigan St. Jude's. Millam against Siddle. Distington against the Royal Air Force. And finally, East Leeds play Dewsbury Moor. So those ties are said on February the 9th to the 10th, 2019. Don't forget Salford to start the Super League this season. Rob will tell you all about that on the podcast. It's a 7.45 kickoff at the John Smith Stadium in Huddersfield. I shall see you there. So that was Paul's amateur report and next up we're going to be talking about the big game on Friday night. The first game of Super League 2019 against Huddersfield Giants. Here we go. It's time for the so, so for the Devils travel to Huddersfield Giants on Friday, Paul. First game of the Super League season. Very exciting. Yeah, can't wait for it, Rob. Can't wait for it. I think it's going to be a tricky test. I think it's going to be a tough game against Huddersfield. I think it, I think you go away from home in Super League against any side. I think you're going to get tested. And they'll probably start as, as favourites, I would have thought. I think they finished fifth last season in the um, after the Super 8s, didn't they? they? They sort of had a tough start to the season last year under um, Rick Stone. Then obviously Rick got sacked and they brought in that Simon Wolford, another Australian. And they seem to go from strength to strength and they're in built a lot of confidence as well. I know a few players have left Danny Brough. Has, uh, has has gone to, to Wakefield, but they've and Jake Mamo has gone to Warrington as well. So they've got lost two sort of talisman players there. They've brought players in, and um, they've got a good crop of young players as well coming through their academy. There, we saw um, the two senior brothers. I think I can't remember the first names. They played against us last season. I think in the league game there, and they both impressed me. One's a big tall centre, um, so they've got some good players. Daniel McIntosh as well, the uh, the fullback. So they've got a good side, Michael Lawrence. I know Jermaine McGill is out. He got injured in one of their friendlies, I think, against Wakefield the other week. So he's out for four weeks. So he's a big miss for them. Really powerful winger. So he'll be a big miss. But no, it's, it's going to be a good game. You know, we've won there five years on the bin, believe it or not. Lost there since 2013. So uh, touch wood. I don't like to curse us. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough, tough, tough night. But I'm um, really looking forward to it. Yeah, Kumatai for me, he's the, he's the big danger. Big unit. Run strong, laugh to watch him. Two Salford, ex-Salford players as well, Jordan Turner and Adam Warren as well, uh, lining up against Salford. You know, they'll be looking to uh, prove a point. Yeah, they certainly will. And another player that always impresses me for, for Hooker, Cruz Leeming, 
um, I think last season, I think when they won at our place last season, he he turned the game for me really, really quick at, at dummy half. And Ryan Hinchcliffe, who I thought was an excellent hooker for them, he's retired, so they, they've lost him. So Cruz Leaving could get him some some good game time on um, on Friday night. But no, I don't really know what to expect, Rob. To be honest with you, because you know, teams are a bit of an unknown quantity, aren't they? At the start of the season, no one's really been tested. You you get some strange scores sometimes, don't you, on the, the opening night of the season? So I think it's a game that pr- probably go either way really so so yeah looking forward to see how we perform and hopefully everything will, will come into place Jackson Aces Robert Louis will, will click and um, I don't see any reason why we can't go there and win the game I'm not at all worried about Huddersfield and I respect them they're, they're a good side and a good season last year and, but I think we can go there and do the business yeah it's, uh, we've announced our 19 man squad um, you know we've got quite a strong side out there uh, Paul you know Huddersfield will be a test uh, they're all fit they're all ready to go um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. It is. It's, it, as I said before earlier in the podcast, it's it's always an excellent atmosphere there at Huddersfield, isn't it? And um, you know, we all get crammed in behind, behind the goals. Enormous sort of fence half that stand off and squashes all in the middle, don't they? But you know, you can't beat that. An opening night under under the lights there, it's going to be going to be a special atmosphere. And, you know, I'm sure the players are, are going to come out. I just can't wait for it. It's, um, you know, you can go to all the warm-up games under the sun, but when the, the season starts and, you know, it's a new season, you've got the hope and expectations and you don't know where, where it's going to go. But, you know, we all start on zero points, don't we? Unless you're Wigan, you're on minus two. But we're all on zero points. Anything anything can happen, can't it, Rob? You know, you get on a good run and, you know, who knows who knows what happens. So if everything clicks into place, it's all like we spoke about before, it's all about confidence, isn't it, sometimes? A lot of rugby leagues played in the head and if we can get momentum and start building that snowball, you know, who knows where it can take us. Look at Castleford a few years ago. You know, no one had said they'd have finished up near the top of the table and they did. So I think if you can get that winning mentality and, you know, Jackson Hastings looks like the man to to be able to put that belief into people. And, you know, what we've seen people at insides before, haven't we, that have that can rent the players' games and I think he's that sort of player and, you know, I just can't wait for for Friday night. It's, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really good and really, I'm really, really excited for it. Yeah, Liam Moore is the referee. Uh, I think we've had Liam Moore already this this season in our Premier League. Do you think that's going to be a, a factor in the game that he's already refereed us and we know what he's like and what, he put, what he'll pull and what he won't pull? No, I don't think so. I think I think we've had him for both the friendlies. Actually, um, does he live near the stadium? Is that why I'm not sure? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I wouldn't re- read a lot into that really. I, I don't know. I think probably Ian Watson, judging the way he sort of um, the detail he goes into, yeah, he probably does study what referees like and what they don't like. But for me, you just got to go out and play your game, haven't you? Not worry about what is field. Not worry about the referee. Not worry about the touch judges. Just do the things you do right, and if you if you do that, you play your game right, and and you get things right on the night. You'll you'll come up with the goods. Yeah, give me your score prediction for the uh, the game against Huddersfield, Paul. Been thinking about this all week, and, oh, yeah. and I wrote my head down. Yeah, I, I do my prediction league. Don't on Facebook. There's about forty of us on that. We've started in? that again, so he's back, back on. Uh, did I win it? No, I came in the bottom. My dad finished about six, I think. My dad's not on Facebook, but Andy Green, a Featherstone supporter who does it with us. Um, there's quite a few Salford supporters, isn't it? Barry Jones is in it, Cy Williams, Stephen, Roach, Peter Wilkinson. There's a load of us, like a little Salford mafia in it. <laughs> Most of the people in it are Yorkshire supporters, but there's a few lads from Salford in it. And yeah, I think my dad and 
It's a bit Adam Simon finished quite high last season. I was near the bottom, me, I was rubbish. I back Salford to win every week though. <laughs> so, but but no, I've gone for um, twenty two eighteen this week to uh, to Salford. Twenty two eighteen Salford. I'm gonna write this yeah. down, you see, Paul. I'm gonna okay. write these down so we, we know we can track our Oh, we're carrying on the Nandos then. We're gonna try this. yeah, because we we kind of locked down, didn't we? But this this season none gonna... of us got anywhere near it last season. No, didn't no, this is true. So th- this this year is going to be different because I'm going to write them down. I'm going to keep a record. It's all going to be going to go smoothly this time round. So this time, Huddersfield away, first game of the season. Everyone revved up. Players happy. Players confident. Fans buzzing. We'll go Huddersfield. We'll go Huddersfield to win there. I'm going to go Salford 36, Huddersfield six. Okay. A bit of a, a bit of a turnover. I think we're going to go there and turn them over big time. I like your confidence. 36. 6, 36. I'm always a bit more cautious than you are. You are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it sensible or cautious? Well, I don't know. Well, think about it logically. You know, our record's quite good there at Huddersfield, isn't it? Yeah. Um, first game of the season, you know, you haven't seen much of us because obviously what we've done against Swinton and against Wigan... You know, we played about five, ten minutes, didn't we? With a full side, I and mean, when we mixed a match, so you can't really take much from that. We've got Jackson Aces and Rob Lewis, you know, pulling the strings. We've got Ken Seal scoring the tries. We've got all the forwards going forward. But just feel they do have a big pack, but I've got, I think we've got enough to roll, roll, roll over and pour. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, I've been. I always like to look what other people put and what other pundits put, and I was looking. Um, I thought, where was it? No, I saw. Phil Clark's predictions and Terry O'Connor I think it was on Sky Sports and Phil Clark it surprised me he had Wigan to finish 7th I think really? in the table yeah and I think he had Huddersfield to finish in the top 5 and I think Terry O'Connor sort of had Huddersfield in the top 5 or 6 as well so the pundits are sort of saying they're going to do well and I know a lot of pundits have had us down sort of 11th 10th or 11th haven't they they seem to all be saying London Salford Hull KR and I think it was Hull FC, who people were sort of having as the bottom four. So, um, so it'd be interesting, you know. I'd have a, I always look what pundits say, and it's very rare people get things right. I think it's very, very difficult to predict a, a Super League table. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, "Who's your top five? And I was like, well, "No idea, really." <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, I, I went to sort of St. Helens, Warrington, and Wigan for me top three. But I was thinking Catalan have signed some some big names, haven't they? So. I don't know. I think it's really, really hard to predict this season because I think everyone's recruited really well. I think the competition's a lot closer than it was sort of 10 or 15 years ago. I think there's more chance of other sides winning it whereas you go back a few years, it was sort of Saints, Wigan, Bradford Bulls back then, won it, and perhaps Leeds, Rhinos. But I think now you've got other sides coming through, haven't you? Testing as well. Castle would have been up there for a few years. You know, Wakefield have made some good signs. How well are they going to go? So I think it's going to be a really exciting year, Rob. I think it's going to be one of the closest sort of seasons Ever. Is it top five or top eight this year? It's top five this time. Yeah, it's, it's gone back to the old top five playoff. So you're going to make the top five, and then I think it works out. I'll have to write it down for you, but I'm pretty sure when it was the old top five playoff, about when was that now? About probably about 15 years ago, 12, 15 years ago. I thought that was really good the way they did it. I'm pretty sure one plays two and one gets a week off, whoever wins that or something like that anyway. But it's, it's a lot more simple than, than the top eight. I think it's a lot fairer the way it's done. And obviously at the bottom, you've just got the, the, the bottom side gets relegated. So I think it's a lot fairer than the top eight. I thought that was a bit of a farce, to be honest. Are you going to give us a prediction for where Salford will finish? Or are you going to keep it? Where Salford will finish? 
Um, <clears throat> I was reading the thread today on Facebook and people saying, oh, they're going to finish fourth, they're going to finish fifth. And I was getting dead excited reading it. I thought, no, hang on, Paul, just yeah. be sensible. <laughs> so, because, I don't know, they've, I've done all this before and they've let me down. So I'd like to think sort of maybe sixth or seventh, I think. The only thing that, that worries me is a bit is the, is the size of the squad. And, you know, it's a long season, isn't it? And if, if you get a bit tested, we've not really got a lot of backup. We've got no sort of academy side to bring players in. We, we'd have to loan players, wouldn't we? So that's the only thing that worries me. But I think eighth, eighth, seventh, sixth. I'll go for seventh. Yeah, I was thinking that. We finished, was it ninth last year? The main yeah, after the super eights, after the after the, the regular rounds, we finished eleventh, yeah. didn't we? So, so I'm thinking any pr- anything an improvement on eleventh would be good. Yeah, so as I was, we were thinking, you know, above ninth, eighth, like you said, seventh, sixth, and then and a Wembley and a Wembley visit. Yeah, and a, and a good cut run because it's all about developing. It's all about you know taking steps forward, and I think if we do kind of finish in that area, you know, that would be good. The thing that kind of worries me a bit is when you've got obviously no super eights now, is there? So if you don't make that five, you're not calculate. You know you can't make the five mathematically. How how does everyone stay motivated enough to, to, to and you know to keep pushing up that league? That's the big question for me because we didn't like the eights, did we? In the main, but it kept nope. everyone switched on, didn't it? Because they knew if we switch off, we'd go down. But now they've gone back to a, a top five. Not just Salford, every club that aren't going to make that top five. How players keep motivating, and obviously, you know, players will want will leave, won't they? Because contracts are end, so they'll be playing mm-hmm. to get a new contract somewhere else. Um, but it's interesting how see how that pans out. If we can keep motivated and keep the buzz going and the adrenaline going and the excitement going, there's no reason I don't think why we can't go six, seven, eight this this season. You well, know, to be honest with you, as I said before, I think the competition is pretty close now. So if you're not involved in that top five scrap. Um, you could be down the bottom, sort of fighting to stay up. Mm. So a lot of people are saying, "Oh, I can't see." <clears throat> excuse me, I can't see London winning loads of games. I think it'll be tough to beat, especially at the Trailfinder Stadium at London. You know, it's a three G pitch. You know, look how hard we found it down there last season. We, we lost that game down there. So especially at the start of the season, I think they're they're going to be really tough to beat, especially a week on Sunday when we play. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice. I think I think it's going to be. Going to be tight. I think they're going to win matches. Maybe they won't. They will struggle, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a tight season. I think you're going to have to win matches. Players are obviously a, a pri- want to play for pride as well. They don't want to finish in the bottom four. Do you? I think I think there's a bit of a stigma of finishing in the bottom four. You know, you know, because we've had that top eight for the last couple of years. People still associate the bottom four, don't they? So I think you know, if you can finish in the top eight, I think that's a, a good improvement. Yeah, and hopefully Paul will be will be celebrating a, a top finish because you know I think we've got. They know decent players. If we just, I'm say, avoid injuries, there's no reason why we can't get you know up there to top. Well, look at 2017, Rob. We got fourth place, didn't we? After um, after the regular season, all right. We we tailed off a bit in the uh, in the playoffs and finished we finished seventh in the end. I think it was. So um, we've we've done it before, haven't we? In, in the recent history and got up there. And you look at that season, Rob. We, we won a lot of games, didn't we? At the sort of the start of the season, we we tailed off towards the end, didn't we? After after the Easter, sorry, after the, the May Bank Holiday, we, we beat Warrington away, didn't we? And after that, I don't think we won many games. After that. we did all our spade work, we front loaded, as Ian Watson liked to call it, oh, yeah. and got a lot of wins at the start of the season. And if we can get that momentum this time, get the wins early on, and uh, you know who knows where we where we can finish. I think I think there'll be a lot of twists and turns this season in the, in the league, and perhaps sides that are, are expected to do well might not do as well as others so um, 
All will be revealed in the next few ones, mate. Yeah, and we'll be here to talk all about it. Can't so, wait, mate. Yeah, so another great show. Big thanks for tuning in uh, to the Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Contact.